Hello and welcome to Probed, our paranormal peculiar podcast, and it is the last episode of the season. No. Oh, that is sad, isn't it? Oh. oh we have enjoyed ourselves. I hope yeah, you've enjoyed it too. So today, as always, we are joined with Scott, the in-house intern at Earthwalker Studios. And all in all. And Lou, the in-house editor at Earthwalker Studios. Hello. And myself, I've been here all the time as well. <laughs> this story, we have three stories in, for you in this episode, uh, and you can find most of them, I think, or all of them, on the nightsky.org if you'd like to follow along with the stories. So the first one is Father of Many Alien Hybrids. Alien stud. Yeah. And there is a picture of um, some aliens picking oh, someone's nose. Nose, yeah. That, that's a really odd. I no. think this is the oddest picture that we've come across. Yeah, it's like a montage of different nose featured images. Mm. Very it's strange. Weird. Yeah, aliens some having aliens like long hair, weird stuff. like meetings and shit. Yeah, groups. That's crazy. I'm very happy to be back with aliens, though. Are you? Yeah, yeah. This, this is what we know. This is what, what we know. know the what best. We do best. What, 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 what we're familiar with. So, <laughs> father of many alien hybrids. David Huggins was born in Georgia in 1943. He detailed highly sexual alien encounters, started in 1951, while the eight-year-old played on the family farm. Oh my god. This is going to be a bit weird. Huggins' initial experience started during daylight around the farm. At night, the creatures would appear in his bedroom and escort him to a metallic egg-shaped UFO. That's good. He's detailed the UFO. Yes, he was. Yes, yes. His first, he first encountered a short alien with large, glowing eyes that was covered in brown fur. Eh? We've never come across yeah, that before. Brown fur. Scott, what's that one? What's that? Um, it's an with brown fur, mate. Kate really. Oh? Do you not know what? No, never heard of a brown fur. Yeah, Then the alien mantis, which often seemed to be in control. Followed by typical alien greys, eight the first time. Okay, so straight away we've got a lot of paranormal, peculiar So there's a few different stuff. types of aliens on this one. One that you've never heard of, Scott, yeah. and then the greys. Which even surprises me, because I'm meant to be the alien ex- expert. I know, here. Yeah. this is why we have you here. Yeah. <laughs> then we I have like the greys. Like I feel like I'm wetting the side down now. Short creatures were wearing identical blue jumpsuits a hybrid named Crescent, who appeared initially as a mugger, mother figure, had large... <laughs> is, oh, sorry, I've done too much reading today. A hybrid named Crescent, who appeared initially as a mother figure, had large eyes, pale skin, long hair that seemed to be a wig, and definitely human anatomical, anatomical features. Okay, so I think this is the first one that we've seen... Ex- Wearing a wig? Yeah, Do with the greys normally wear wigs? Do they wear wigs? Uh, no, but I'm assuming these greys are trying to fit into human civilization by wearing oh, okay. these wigs. But obviously, obviously, they are on the craft, though, aren't they? Oh, they are on the craft. Well, maybe, maybe they've fancied buying a few wigs whilst whilst they were on the earth before. The thing is, like, you can always tell it's a wig. Yeah, you yeah, can you always can. tell and, it's a wig. And I imagine that if they were walking about with a wig on in public, people, would be, oh look, there's a grey alien wearing a wearing a wig. Look over there, Timmy. Yeah. Look over there, Timmy. Baldy. <laughs> Baldy. <laughs> and also, don't forget the brown fur yeah. that it was covering like the eyes. They seem to have got it off uh, American Dad. 
Yeah. Like, he's a great alien, isn't he? That's a yeah. great, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. American yeah. dad. Yeah. Is, and he yeah. wears yeah. wigs. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Making some progress. <laughs> These encounters ceased when he was 11 and the family moved to Aworth? A UFO. Yeah, I don't know where that was. A UFO followed them there and then the aliens disappeared until he was 17. Okay, right, so this. So nothing. So, no. So he just met them when he was eight. Apparently. Well, he did say. Detailed highly sexual alien encounters started in 1951 when he was eight years old. That is creepy. Was it to him or was yeah, it? As no, far as you know, David yeah. Huggins is called. So David, um, when he was 11, moved and the UFOs did follow him there, but then the aliens disappeared until he was 17. So he didn't have any more encounters until he was 17. All oh, right, okay. Well, I guess that's all right then. At that point, he lost his virginity to the hybrid alien Grey called Crescent on a visitation where she said he was of age... And now it was time. Oh, At least uh, they have morals, yeah, though, yeah, waiting yeah, and so. Good, yeah. Yeah. Huggins writes, He was highly attracted to Crescent, and strange as it was, Crescent was a passionate lover, and after sex with her on top, sometimes in woods, sometimes on the UFO, Ooh. she always used devices on him to extract his semen, and often he was taken to a room where he was made to have sex with other younger female hybrid aliens as well. Oh, but always Crescent masturbated him before ejaculating, milking him of his <laughs> semen in a group gathering of aliens and mantis that had a pronounced energy of ceremonial feeling to it. <laughs> with the, um, the ejaculate. Collected into a holy device. A holy, a holy device. device. Oh, so there's a lot of words that we'll just skip over there. <laughs> but, but... What do we know about the story so far? It is very strange. So these are obviously highly detailed stuff. They're milking yeah. him. They're, they're, they're using him for his for milk. His, uh, his, his milk. <laughs> his human his human man milk. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Oh god. This is weird. In nineteen sixty five, age nineteen, Huggins moved to New York City to study art. From nineteen sixty three until nineteen seventy one. David experienced two to three visits a week from aliens who emerged from a portal that appeared in a wall of his apartment. Well, what do wow. we think of that? What That's do we think of that? is the first whoa, 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 time we've heard of that. Yeah, it is, yeah. So Scott? they've got wall portals. What do wall we think? Wall portals. Um, I, just, I, just don't, I just don't understand how... I'm, I'm, oh, Have you not come I'm, across I'm spe- the wall No, portals. I haven't. I've not come across wall portals or any portals. So you haven't like come across furry aliens or wall portals? Or wall portals. This just seems a bit... You're not believing this? I don't know. I don't really discredit the story because it's one of the one of the good stories that we've read. Um, but <laughs> I just... There way, is a lot aliens, of detail, wigs, yeah, there is wall detail. portals, sexual fucking... Alien gangbangs within Brazzers.com bullshit. Like, what... <laughs> Like, oh, just keep reading, Johnny, keep reading. <laughs> when David found a girlfriend, the aliens frightened her so badly that she left the city. Oh, I don't my blame God. Her for that. Huggins thought the aliens wanted him to themselves, but the sex was so frequent that the annoyance to his life was worth it. He <laughs> believes the creatures are from a parallel universe and seem to be based in a complex of subterranean caverns beneath the ground. Okay. That is interesting because I have read somewhere in the past that aliens have caverns in the ground mm-hmm. and they live underground. Yeah. Right. They live yeah. underground, <laughs> under the earth, but in in uh, colonies. 
So what do they need the UFO for then? Well, because it's well, the well, car, isn't it? Why do you have a car? They need to get about, don't they? They yeah. need to go from, from enough, A to okay. B. Yeah. They can't just, yeah. But yeah. they've settled here underground. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard that there is like underground cities and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the early 1970s, the aliens informed Huggins that they were leaving his life. He was made to forget their existence, except for a future date in 1987. He did not know it then, but the beings would return at that time, nearly 20 years later. Wow. Okay. Left his life. That must have been awful. That, that, that must have been, been a sad, really sad, really. time, yeah. Yeah. Because they don't seem... So so they just used him and just left him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's horrible, man. That's that is. Not on. I thought this end was meant to be nice and consensual. It turns out they're fucking cunts like the rest of us. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Strong words. True Huggins words. was True reintroduced words. to Crescent and to a prog- progeny? 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 Yeah, progeny, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Huggins was re- I'm going to pronounce this Huggins was reintroduced to Crescent and to the and to a progeny of his children from their union also a clone of himself and several other humans he was never given any prophetic word of wisdom he was only ever just a sexual deliverer of the gene they required jeez they used him Huggins went on to live a normal life <laughs> Marrying a father, marrying and fathering a child while working at a deli and pursuing his alien sex art, he claims to have continuing contact with the aliens. Okay, so do, do that's they have what children, that is then? then. That's what the the pictures are. The pictures are his paintings. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because they are. Yeah. So the picture so what's on going this on side. With the nose, then? I have no idea. How can you fuck one of them? <laughs> Like, what do you mean he was sexually attracted to that? Everyone's got a type, Scott. I guess, yeah. Yeah, that, that's true, that's true. Whatever, whatever turns you want, I guess. Right, so what do we think so of this? Where, where what do we think of this? children? So does he it say that? It said that um, they appeared 20 years later. He was reintroduced to Crescent, uh, the alien, and his children from their union, also a clone of himself. That must be weird. Wait, that, so yeah. he, wait, yeah. so Crescent was with a clone of Crescent, himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and several Why didn't Crescent just go for the real thing? Do you know what I mean? Well, she did. That's how they cloned him. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just a bit slow today. <laughs> he was never giving any... Uh, wasn't giving any, any prophetic word of wisdom. He was only ever just a sexual deliverer of the gene they required. So, obviously, we can take from I this that they wanted they some oh, specific gene. Because he had a specific gene set, maybe. And that's what they required. He was chosen yeah. for a greater good. Yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah. Huggins went on to live a normal life, marrying and fathered a child while working at a deli and pursuing his alien sex art. And do you think... And he still has contact with the aliens? And he so claims to have continuing contact with the aliens. Do you think his wife's all right with that? I don't know. I mean, she's kind of asked to be, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she married him. So yeah. She must have I can him. imagine in the room that there's probably like a massive painting of this grey alien and just loads of like weird acts in the room as well I wonder Imagine. if he has like an Instagram page yeah sure with art and stuff we'll have to have a look yeah, at that to, yeah, have a look, yeah. That, if you yeah. know any of if you want to send us any uh, your, of your own alien sex art please uh, <laughs> feel free to email me uh, you'll be able to find the email on uh, either SoundCloud or iTunes or on my uh, Instagram page which I'll tell you at the end <laughs> okay shall we go on to the second story yeah second story is also on the nightsky.org and it is called 
I am Karen. <laughs> That's weird, isn't it? That is Nolan, weird, yeah. Nolan Karen. Yeah. At least he's got a normal name, though. Like, if Karen. it's an alien, I don't know if it is. It'd be a lady, only Karen. It could be a computer, like Plankton's. Is it? Oh, that oh, is a yeah. Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on yeah. SpongeBob, SpongeBob, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm Karen. There is a picture there of like a blurred out, uh, it's a, like a light, UFO shaped light. Beam, with a beam, blue ground. beam, and it is uh, looking to be, uh, looking to abduct something. Ooh. Ooh. And it is on January the 21st, 1976, location Matias Barbosa, Minas Gerais, is in Brazil. Brilliantly done there. Aminio, is that what Yeah, Aminio. Aminio Reyes, 30. Rise. Rise. 30 and his wife, Bianca, were driving on the Rio de Janeiro, Belo Horizonte Highway, near Matias Barbosa, when they began to feel sleepy. Aminio pulled their VW over to the side of the highway and fell asleep over the wheel. Several wow. minutes later, Bianca, still awake, became aware of a dead silence over the area and noticed a blue light that appeared to intensify and approach them. As it neared, she screamed, believing it to be a plane about to crash. Her husband, now awake, had no time to say a word, as the couple, still in their car, were absorbed in a bright beam of light Whoa. as it threw a chimney. Wow. So That's this actually freaky. took the car as well? Yeah. This sounds like this. So basically, they were, they were knackered. They stayed. They just pulled up at the side of the road to get some shut eye. Yeah. Next thing you know, UFO over here, light out, absorbing you. Taking the car up. Taking, Taking the, the car, car up. They clearly wanted the car. Clearly, clearly standard UFO carjacking, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they found themselves still in their car in a brightly lit kind of circular garage. A kind of starlight appeared in the ceiling, and two human-appearing men floated down toward the car and its occupants. They were dark and about six foot six inches. They signaled to the couple to open the doors and get out, but Bianca was paralyzed with fear. Emilio got out first, and his wife eventually followed, having to force her door open. The men were speaking incomprehensibly to the couple, and Bianca screamed at them, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> Her husband, describing the situation as dreamlike, kept repeating, It is a mistake. It is a mistake. Mm. Maybe what? Scott's right, you know. Maybe it's a car jacket. Yeah. Ooh. One of the two beings stepped on a button in the floor and a staircase appeared, up which the couple was led into a large compartment filled with instruments. They were given headsets to put on over their ears. One of the two entities also donned a similar set and then plugged them into a kind of computer. As he quickly manipulated dials, the couple heard a voice say, I am Karen. Calm down. You were right. You were right, mate. He's a Spongebob. He's a Spongebob. Yeah. What did I say? What did I say? Bianca was told that she had to undergo a series of examinations of the skin, ears, and eyes. Then she was placed in a box-like device that turned red, inducing in her a static electric charge that caused her to lose consciousness temporarily. She was next placed in a form-fitting chair that converted into a table and bed. Both were required to drink a thick green liquid of rather bad taste. So they probably had some uh, <clears throat> alien greenies then in the cup. 
Yeah, I had a, I had a fruit smoothie. <laughs> yeah. I had a kale smoothie or something. Innocent smoothie. Oh, kale. Yeah, yeah, kale yeah, 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 yeah. Several other entities joined the others, including one tall female with dark hair and large dark eyes. The couple was told that they performed medical research on their world and, and that age was treated as an illness and that no one experienced death. Wow. wow that is that cool. Is that is cool. That's brilliant. Finally, they were advised not to speak of their experience since they would be considered mad if they did. They were told that they had a method to erase memory. They were then set free to continue their journey. Bianca claims that by no means of a small implement that that was implemented that was implanted during their experience, she was able to remain in communication with the being called Karen. But she didn't listen to them because then she posted it on her website and then... Yeah. Everyone's going to know about it. Everyone does know about it now. Yeah, well, especially as we know about it. We know about it and that's what matters. That was really cool. That was really cool. That was... That's one of my favourite ones, that. You think... Oh, only because you were right. No, no, no. Yeah, you were right. No, it's not because I was right. It's because... It seemed, it's not as far-fetched, it was straight to the point, no messing around, had the, enough detail. Yeah. And it was just good, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Okay, yeah, I thought that was really weird. Um, that was a bit creepy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. Yep. So, the final story is on ufocasebook.com, 1973. The Doherty Abduction, Houston, Texas. Another sort of animated, Minecrafty. Looks like some um, GTA San Andreas. That. Yeah, it Wait, does. Is that UFO? That, That's UFO. That is the UFO from GTA San um, Andreas. Abducting a cow. <laughs> oh, brilliant! It looks yeah. like to a fence purse at the top. Yeah, it does. Do you think that's where they keep the cow? Yeah, yeah. like a yeah. like a little cattle <laughs> yeah. cattle thing. Okay, guys, oh, we're going to get into this. Houston, Texas, 1973. One of the few UFO encounter cases which also involved animal mutilation occurred in May 1973 and involved four women. Judy Doherty, her daughter Cindy, Judy's mother and sister-in-law would have the most terrifying experience of their lives. Right, I've got a question. Why do aliens mutilate cows? Maybe for science. I yeah, don't know. but why do humans do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but for burgers, mate. Mm. Joke. <laughs> 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 but why cows though? Couldn't they? like don't they want other animals? I think there is stories of them uh, collecting sheep as well. I don't know if you've seen the uh, mm-hmm. Danny Dyer's BBC Three. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. What did you do yeah. one about aliens? Yeah, 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 yeah. it was yeah. great. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's about <laughs> Danny Dyer talking. I'm, I'm Danny Dyer. And Love aliens. Then, we're going to investigate aliens. Bit of bopping and waving around the <laughs> UFO. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. After playing bingo in Houston, the four women were returning to Judy's hometown of Texas City, but first going by Alto Loma to drop off Judy's sister and brother-in-law. Oh, it's a big family bingo out Big oh, family nice. bingo. And the bloody aliens have to ruin it. Oh, For God's sake. Ridiculous. Right. After dropping off the two in Alto Loma, the remaining four saw a strange light which seemed to be hovering in the night sky. The sight was intriguing enough that the four women stopped and got out of their car got out of the car to get a clearer look at the source of the light. They watched in awe until the light disappeared 
Then they resume their trip to Texas City. Okay, so see, <laughs> yeah. a, see a light in the sky. Stop, have a Stopped, look at it. pulled over. I'd pull out a cheek, cheeky sig and then got going again. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. There you go. Eventually, Judy began to suffer from extreme headaches and anxiety. After being seen and dismissed by several doctors, she was referred to well-known ufologist and hypnotist, Dr. Leo Sprinkle. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> well, I think we've, we've come across that name, I think, before. We might have done, Dr. Yeah. Sprinkle, because I think we had a bit of a laugh about it. It sounds like us, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he definitely got bullied as a kid, surname. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a really good surname. I'd love a name, Sprinkle. Johnny Sprinkle. <laughs> it's just, just, just it's like a paedophile, Gary Glitter, Johnny Sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Sprinkle. Yeah. Apologies. Not a pedophile. I'm sure you're Absolutely definitely not, not, a not, not accusing anything of the sort. Yeah. Sprinkle's previous experience with the UFO enigma led him to recommend hypnosis as a way to relieve Judy of her emotional trauma. There can be little doubt that Sprinkle suspected an abduction from the beginning. Under hypnosis, it was revealed that Judy had apparently been abducted aboard an extraterrestrial spacecraft. Judy went on in detail, describing how a cow was taken up into the craft and methodically mutilated by two small entities. During the hypnotic regression, Judy described the unusual sensation of being in two places at once. She said that she was still standing beside her car after they stopped to watch the strange light in the sky. So that's when it happened. That's when yeah, they that's... got abducted. But she didn't know. Until right. until hypnotism. hypnotism. Right. However, Judy said that at the same time she was in a strange chamber, watching the gruesome experiment unfolding before her eyes. Footage of this regression was included in Linda Moulton Howe's award-winning documentary, Strange Harvests. Have you seen that, Scott? Um, Strange Harvests, the documentary. I might have seen it. I don't know. Are you definitely going to watch it now, though? Oh, yeah, definitely. In a 1989 interview on 21st Century Radio, Linda Howe divulged what had been learned from the experience of Judy Doherty. (laughs) Judy described, in a pale beam of yellow light, a small brown and white calf being taken up into a craft. Then, in an extraordinary way, Judy was inside the craft and she watches the calf have pieces of it excised. The tongue, the sex organs, the eyes? (laughs) There's a question mark after eyes. (laughs) I don't know. So she was confused by that shit. Yeah, Yeah, probably, the way it was written, they probably were like, the eyes, as if she was saying it. Do you know what I mean? So it isn't a question? No. Fair enough. (laughs) Some of Sprinkle's hypnosis session is included below. Okay, so this is the like, this is a transcript. Okay. Sprinkle asks, "Is there anyone around you?" There was this long, almost forty-five second pause, and then she said, two little men." <laughs> <clears throat> the two beings were about three and a half to four feet tall, gray creatures with large egg-shaped heads. This is the typical grey. It's like a spotlight shining down on the back of my car. And it's like it has substance to it. I can see an animal being taken up in this. 
I can see it squirming and trying to get free, and it's like it's being sucked up. She then went on to mention seeing her daughter Cindy on an operating table. She went on, They didn't listen. They just ignore me. Go about their work as if it's nothing. They don't seem to have any emotions. They don't seem to care. They just take some samples from her. Wow. That's creepy, isn't it? That's creepy. Fucking hell. It would be a number of years later when Judy's daughter Cindy would also undergo repressive hypnosis. Her session only corroborated her mother's. Statement by Judy Doherty on February the 1st, 2003, at 1948. 20 seconds. 28 seconds. First, I must say there is no doubt that abductions exist. My abduction took place in 1973. There were 16 eyewitnesses to the craft. Though not all remember an abduction, my daughter, who was 14 at the time, and myself... This was first reported to Ealington Air Force Base in Texas, who denied anything was on radar at this time. Our abduction was also returning from a bingo game in Houston to our home <laughs> in Texas City, first going by Alta Loma to drop off sister and brother-in-law. There was another sighting of three people coming from a bingo game in Houston that got burned by the effects of the sighting. Our sighting was almost a year before theirs, so much happened that night, I would not attempt to go into detail. So, uh, so hang on. So those other people was at a bingo game as well? Yeah. A lot what goes on when you go to bingo. bingo? Well, oh. I think that's, I think that's, that's where we're, miss, we're missing out. We don't go to bingo? Yeah, we don't go to bingo. Now, never mentioned any If we want to get abducted, yeah. we need to go to bingo. Mecha bingo in York, mate. Let's go there. Mecha bingo. <laughs> Mecha aliens. <laughs> okay. We were all changed and have never been the same since. We were first ridiculed so much by others who were not present, family mostly. I did not talk about it for a few years. Then my husband returned home from Vietnam and we were stationed in Yuma, Arizona. I somehow heard about APRO, A-P-R-O. I called them and told them about my sighting and the very next day a Mr. Doc... Do Doctory? Doherty? Doherty? Anyway. Doherty. And his wife and a doctor who had experience in hypnosis named Rose Tennant came to my house and spent the entire day going over what happened. Dr. Tennant regressed... Dr. Tennant regressed me and a few details came out, or shall I say, surfaced. I had been having terrible migraines and just the amount of surfacing revealed... relived much... I know I remembered a formula that was given to me by the small grey alien. I think that is what caused a lot of problems. I did not say anything to anyone else as I was still gun-shy and afraid of ridicule. You can't blame her, can you? No. That's fair enough. A few years later, I got a call from a lady named Linda Howe. We talked a long time, her trying to convince me I needed to be regressed again for a TV documentary she was doing called The Strange Harvest. For some reason, I began to trust her as she convinced me. Sorry. She believed what I was saying. And as all abduct abductees know, this is one of the most important things to help one get on with their life. In my abduction, I witnessed a small calf being transported in a large craft. At that time, I somehow was teleported or astro-projected or something as I was uh -huh. in the craft. 
seeing what was going on as well as standing by my car I'd gotten out of to see what the huge light was that had been pacing our car for about 20 miles or so. Anyway, I allowed Dr. Leo Sprinkle from the University of Wyoming to do his regression. It was about a three-hour regression. I fulfilled MS. How's... Sorry, Ms. How's... I fulfilled... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my bad. Fulfilled it. Yeah. Sexually transmitted. MS is not sexually transmitted. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh. The sun's out. All right. It's been a long day. Oh god. This has been a long day. Sorry. Like, all right. We will carry on. <laughs> Sorry about that. I fulfilled Miss Howe's agenda. <laughs> She got an Emma for Emmy. It says Emma. An Emma for her documentary. It must be a B-Tech award or something. Yeah, yeah. But I was left with all the information in my head that still needed siphoning. I asked her to help me write a book to be able to tell the amazing things that I was told and shown. She agreed and then kept putting it off. Both her and Dr. Sprinkle used my case for their own agenda and had little else to say to me. I guess I am trying to warn all of you to be careful who you trust. My main concern was I always wanted my abduction to be presented in a way that it would not be construed as a crazy woman vending her boredom. Sorry, love. So again, I pulled myself in a shell and talked to no one. I was contacted by sightings to do a follow-up, and I called Linda Howe. She told me it would make the story unbelievable to the average person, and I should not do it. So I turned them down. Later, I. Do you think this Linda Howe just wanted the story for herself? Yeah, yeah I think definitely. so. Yeah, I actually definitely. think so. And like, she wanted, she didn't want the true, true details of it because she mm. wanted the story for herself. So she yeah. wanted to spread the news out. Yeah. She sounds like a bit of a bitch, to be honest. Oh, we don't know, Linda. <laughs> Linda. Little Linda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> Later, I learned she had a rift with Mr. Wrinkler. 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 <laughs> Jesus. Sprinkle Wrinkler. Sprin sprinkle the Wrinkler. And that was the. <laughs> uh, and that was the only reason she did not want me to be on the show. Yeah, we called yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Then, about ten years ago, I was told by someone in the UFO community. How do we get into that community? who was familiar with my case, that Miss Howe had gone to Kirkland Air Force Base, was warned to keep my mouth shut, but Mrs. But Ms. Howe never told this to me. She told a ufologist who called me. In other words, the government did not want me to say anything about a formula I was given. Oh my gosh. That's creepy. Oh. I became frightened, and this is the first time I have shared anything. I hope someone reads this that will contact me and give me advice or help as the abduction is 30 years old. I am 63, and before I die, I would love to know what many already know and why they do not want my story told. Thanks for listening. Oh Assembled and written by BJ Booth. Source, <laughs> Strange <laughs> Harvest, Linda Moulton Howe. Dr. Leo Sprinkle, University of Wyoming, Transcripts. 21st Century Radio, Judy Doherty Statement, and Johnny Robinson Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, guys, what do we think of that? That actually was really interesting. That I thought that really was a really good story to learn. I liked Judy. Yeah. The only problem I have now with this show is that I think season three is going to be even worse for this. We are now turning turning into a real extraterrestrial podcast. We're um, actually like... Yeah, but I, that's cool, though. Is that there is any cool, other, yeah, there, right. uh, Sort of a chilled extraterrestrial podcast? But to be fair... <laughs> <laughs> this is a, yeah, it's a chilled thing. To be fair, yeah. to be fair, this is kind of what we want, though, really. We're all um, reasonable UFO enthusiasts. Yes. We are interested in the subject. And the yes. More, the more stories we read, the more we'll get into it, which, yeah. is, which I think is what we want. So we're just doing it in a light-hearted way. Yeah. And we're not meaning to laugh. The story of of Project Blue Book, like that guy, the doctor who started out as a sceptic, and then the more and more he interviewed and heard stories and stuff, he became an avid UFOologist. I should probably learn how to say that word properly if we're going to do this podcast. The um, ufologist? Ufologist? I don't know, whatever. But uh, he... (laughs) But he, he he ended up being you know over the years that he was with it he ended up being uh, less skeptical and and more uh, and into it and, and a believer and I think that is actually what's happening to us season yeah, by season. That yeah, that is what's happening to us. Yeah, I reckon. That... I found Linda's story quite. Yeah. Was it Linda? No, Judy. Judy. I yes. found Judy's Judy. story really interesting. Yeah, so yeah. do I. I yeah. think she was just an ordinary woman on her way back from bingo. Yeah. Yeah. And ho- dibbing and dabbing, probing. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully by <laughs> by the end of this, we'll we might even have a. Sight of our own, we could share. Yeah. Well, it just, you it, keep looking, Scott. Yeah. You Mate, just keep looking. The, honestly, the amount of years I've spent looking at the sky when I've been, say, driving. Just hoping that something yeah. will come along. Yeah. Just like, say, if I've been to the cinema with my parents and we're driving back home, you know, by the KFC, you know, got, got <laughs> Dark country road. Yeah. yeah, just looking out the sky thinking, where the fuck are they? Do you know what I mean? They, they always happens in America. Maybe that's where you need to go. I've been to America, right? And I did. I went, went to Florida. I went, to no, I went. I went. Um, <laughs> drove Disneyland. Through, drove through Death Valley. Yeah. 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 Obviously, bear in mind it was, it was daytime. To be fair. I mean, we're slept. But the only Death thing Valley, I saw, saw which was a bit yeah. weird, was a um, a Mig F. Is it a Mig F sixteen? Whatever they call them, US fucking the big plane. Fight, fighter plane. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just flying really low above yeah. above the. Um, the mountain, well, not mountains, are they, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. The hills yeah. and that. That's the only weird thing well, I saw. Well, we slept outside Area 51. Yeah. And we never saw anything. That's what And I mean. we even went to uh, Little Alien. Uh, Little Alien. Alien Inn. Alien yeah, Inn. it was amazing. Yeah, it was. But did, did they uh, share any stories or were they just like... Yeah, there was like... There was stories and stuff, weren't they? Yeah, mostly about wolves, though. Yeah, mostly yeah. about wolves. So there you go. It's fucking just bollocks then, isn't it? No, and... And... Uh, we have t shirt we bought t shirts and hoodies and stuff with aliens on it. Oh yeah, it was like, yeah. it was and it was so in the good. night we heard a sonic boom. Yeah we did. That was, was so loud. Us, yeah. That was so good. We should do it again, probed road trip. Oh we actually should no, like <clears throat> the thing that the thing that I find funny is when all these documentaries go to Area fifty one something happens, but then when yeah. you when news have gone nothing's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's usually because they're trying to like poke the stick, as it were. Where yeah. we just drove drove past and went, Hoo! Yeah, because we we didn't. Yeah. Uh, we went to the mailbox. Yeah. That's a shithole. Well, it wasn't there. the The original mailbox is actually not there anymore. It's now like kind of a new one. And it's but there's not like as... rubbish around yeah. it. There's bullet holes. So you didn't. So yeah. you didn't see anything like nothing. no. Well, no. no extraterrestrial signs. No, no. we didn't. No, no, we didn't see any of them. We went to like the extraterrestrial thing where we got an extraterrestrial highway t shirt. Yeah, we did, yeah. We went along cool, the extraterrestrial yeah. highway. Really cool. And we didn't see anything. Yeah. Sorry to disappoint you, oh, Scott. That's, oh, such a, that's such an anticlimax, that. 
Well, what did you expect us to see? Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. I, we actually got abducted. No, no, I was hoping to at least see some weird lights in the sky. Nah. Or yeah, that's oh. why I sit on a cushion. Do you get it? Something's been up my ass. <laughs> 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 oh god yeah no we didn't see anything sorry that's no, alright right. I think that's it for this yeah. story and that's it for this series. Seri- uh, series my goodness what a journey it has been thank you so much for anyone who's listening to any or all of the uh, shows that we have put out season 3 I'm sure will be just around the corner so please 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 keep your eyes and ears peeled for that in the meantime, if you have any stories, anything you want to share, anything at all, any reviews about this podcast, any of your thoughts or any stories that you have of your own experiences or someone that you know, please don't hesitate to get in touch and uh, we you know, we might read it out on the show if you want us to or if it's uh, if it's going to fit the show. Uh, anything else, guys? Twice? And if you've been to like the alien highway or whatever yeah. and actually saw something yes yeah. you might not disappoint Scott as much as we just did no, <laughs> no, no yeah. 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 yeah yeah okay guys I'm yawning <coughs> that sums up the series <laughs> thank you very much for listening Scott for the last time where can people find you you can find me on Instagram at email duffelbag and you can add me on Facebook if you want Scott Wilson Lou is still not on no. any social media so maybe she can you know do something about that for season three maybe <laughs> and you can find me at john york narrator on instagram or on twitter john york uk uh, and you can find my email on soundcloud or the you know link of the show wherever you're listening to this show just have a look around and you'll probably see in the comments section or in the info section my uh, my email if you want to uh, send in please leave a review on itunes if possible Unless it's bad, and then don't. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, that sort of sums it up. So for the last time it's of the season, it's quite ironic that we laugh at people and then can't take criticism. I know how bad is that. And that, that, that is bad. Be fair though, yeah, I don't know. I could, I take too much criticism. I laugh at criticism, me. That's fine. So if you just want to criticize Scott, that's yeah, okay. yeah Scott can fine. take it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point, actually. What hypocrites we are. Yeah. Oh, that's just. Put me in a bad We're not mood. really laughing though. We've said we we've believed every single story. Yeah, we just think the context is written and it's fucking it. Well, I do. Sometimes so the article could use a little bit of a work, but the actual stories because we don't know. It's just interesting to discuss and interesting yeah, to uh, exactly. have that on the brain. We found it interesting. That is it. That is it. That's that's the song. Yeah. yeah. And now. Yes. And now the final song where you've got to merge everything together. Yes, I'll do my best. <laughs> but. For the final time, thank you very much for listening to this and enjoy this last song. Back with another story Aliens but not the same An innocent American lady Driving back from her bingo game She pulled over her car Saw the craft She said, wow! There right in front of her was a giant floating cow. She had hypnosis regression, mental barriers she had to climb, explain the spectacular story and being in two places at the same time. She tried to get help, but the help was as cold as ice. Then came along good old Linda, but turns out she wasn't very nice. That wraps up our series. That wraps up our show. 
We've talked about abductions, bald heads and eyes that glow. We've had a lot of fun, but also shared some fears. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate your tuned ears. Good night.